Hello, hello, my good friends. You are here listening to a cup of Joe and Jimmy. And uh, no, I don't have a language for you guys this week as they were starting to get a little bit insensitive and I was really starting to butcher them all. And so we had to go ahead and cut that. Um, getting a little hate mail. But uh, yep, I'm here joined with my brother, Jimmy Nugent. Jimmy, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm doing good. I had a paranormal uh, encounter today, but I'm doing good. Yes, Jimmy thinks that our house is haunted. And we are in a room right now that possibly could be. But that's another story for another day. And we are joined, as always, by Luke Ebsmeyer. Luke, how are you? Hola, Joe. Oh, Luke going with the language. Okay, I like it. Um, And we also have Kurt Kramer in studio, and he'll join us a little bit later on the show. But uh, that's going to be exciting. So this week on the podcast lineup, we are going to be talking NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, believe it or not, hockey fans, don't turn the podcast off. We are actually talking NHL. You're welcome. And then we're going to wrap it up. Just a quick uh, wrap-up of the college football spring games that were going on this past weekend and also next weekend. Uh, yeah, and then we're going to close out with a new segment for you guys that we hope you enjoy. Um, am I missing anything, Jimmy? I think you're good. All right, cool. Sit back, relax, grab your cup of Joe and Jimmy. Okay, people. Well, it is that time of the show. We always start off with What Burns My Biscuits. And we are here this week with Luke Ebsmeyer. So, Luke, I ask you, as I've done before, what burns your biscuits? Go. I'm getting a little controversial today. Finally. It's no longer just me. What Burns My Biscuits is when I'm scrolling through Facebook. And I see a post that says, I need to type the letter s maybe and uh and i the first person that pops up i have to i have to i have to make them a sandwich (laughs) um i'm not really sure i understand that premise and the uh realisticness of that but uh yeah what are you guys thoughts on that (laughs) nice and short i like it or um the (laughs) whoever's name is jeff makes the best husband yeah I mean, did you just, is your husband named Jeff and you just decided to post that? Or how about, I saw one that was, uh, sorry, Luke, I'm really kind of running off with your what burns my biscuits. As, as always, this show's about me. Um, but the one, this list of names most likely to trip down the aisle on their wedding day. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's just a, it's a list. It's a of random very- list of female names that you just came up with and they're most likely to trip. Yeah. And then here's Amy sitting at her computer and sees her name there and is thinking, son of a gun, I'm tripping on my wedding day. Yeah, or they see their friend's name, it's Amy, and they tag them like, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Amy. Oh, Amy, you are done for. You are so going to fall. Luke, I just tested out your theory, and the first person that would pop up with S would be uh, Saps for me. Uh, so he's going to make our, you a sandwich? Yeah. No, I have to make Saps oh, a, sandwich. a sandwich. Darn okay. it. Uh, he lives out in Georgia, so it's going to be a little difficult for me. 
First person, uh, type in B. First person that comes up has to buy you Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Becky, you're up. Yeah, pay up, <laughs> Becky, pay up. Oh, yeah, if you don't respond to it in five minutes. You're done. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, the, this list of names has to buy me a jet ski. Oh, okay. It's like Brad. Yeah. Yeah, Damon. Poor yeah. Brad's now completely <laughs> broke. Yeah, he has to buy you a jet ski because of a stupid Facebook game. I saw one that first person uh, when you type in the letter C, you have to make a mac and cheese for. Yeah, give me a that more does. random. Give me a more random. Yeah. Uh, option. Oh, right here there. I'm typing in C. Chris from elementary school pops. I don't even know where he lives now, but I got to <laughs> find him and make a mac and cheese. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All these kind of go in line with. I hate the ones that's like uh, retweet if you love. There's one. It was retweet if you love your grandparents. Uh, ignore if you want them to die. I literally yeah, saw really that on my Twitter timeline one yeah. day. And you ignored it, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Retweet if you love Jesus, the devil sees you scrolling. Yeah, it's like, uh, wow. wow. Now I'm, that's, I mean, good God, people, this Twitter. I, I'm just trying to enjoy my day. I like it, Luke. Thank yeah. you for letting, I need to get that off my chest, too. <laughs> wow, that's good stuff. Um, okay, well, I think all three of our biscuits are burned at this point. Yeah, man. So... That's that's great. That's the goal of the show. Hope you guys are riled up. And if you're out there and you're one of those people that have posted that, maybe this is a wake up call to change some of your social media habits. I don't know. Because um, I know Luke probably had somebody in mind. We always do with these. Who's the all knowing? That's why it's a little controversial. Who's the yeah. all knowing power who makes that list of names? It's Becky. It's Becky. All I know is if I'm ever tagged in one of those, you're not getting what it says. No, I'll take a bowl of mac and cheese and shove it upside your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's that's that segment. Um, next week, I'll be sharing, so be prepared to get angry. And, yeah, so um, let's get into sports content. We're going to start with NBA playoffs. And uh, for this portion and for NHL playoffs, uh, we're going to have Kurt Kramer join us. Now, Kurt has been my friend for uh eight years or so been luke's friend for even longer jimmy's friend for a very short time jimmy just met him today uh yeah and guys kurt played he played quarterback for our high school team and i i swear to this day i still think that he could have played college ball somewhere that's a story for another day that that, maybe that burns my biscuits that kurt didn't play college ball but anyways he's gonna join the show he knows his nba he knows his nhl because the three of us don't so yeah, he'll join. We and, know uh, some NBA. And um, I know this is a podcast, but we'll be right back. Word from our sponsors. This NBA playoff segment is brought to you by Coachella. Wow. Do you have to post a picture when you go? No. Coachella. Okay, guys. Uh, as I promised, Kurt Kramer is joining us live in studio. Kurt, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. It's uh, it's good to have you here. We We played a little golf earlier today, so that was fun. Um, who won today, by the way? Joe, uh, Joe parred the last to shoot 83. Or no, what did you shoot? 83? 82, 82. What, 44 on the front, 38 on the back. No, you shot 39 on the back. No, I did not. I shot you 38. Had, you had three bogeys. How do you go 44 on the front and 38 on the back? I didn't I have three bogeys? That's how I wrote it. Maybe I'll have to check the scorecard. <laughs> <No>. Anyways, <laughs> I shot 86 and Kurt shot 88. It was, it was tough out there. Really windy. I choked. Hard at the end of the front nine. <laughs> Tough conditions, nine. blustery. Had no idea how to shape the ball. But anyway, um, all right. NBA playoffs started this weekend with the first round or first games of the first round wrapping up. Um, so guys, after seeing all of the game ones, in your minds, what is shaping up to be the best series? 
I think after the game ones, it's got to be Bucks Celtics. Um, that game went to overtime, and uh, I don't know. I think <clears throat> with all the injuries that Boston suffered and the way that their season has kind of gone, I think that that's got to be. I I think I think a lot of people are going to have the Bucks winning that series. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I think that that's that's going to be the best one. I like it. Yeah, Celtics took game one. Game went into overtime. That is an exciting one. Luke, what do you got? Yeah, I think with that um, celtics Bucks series, the loss of Kyrie there really evens out that series. Um, for a star like Giannis Antetokounmpo to take over. My um, series to watch, I know it was a blowout in the first game, but I think the Sixers' heat could uh, go the distance here. Um, I think the Heat will rebound. They're a really solid team. They play good defense, and they got a old D-Wade back, which I think keeps him in, uh, keeps them in that series. Luke, I'm a Heat lifer, but dear God, did my Heat look terrible last night. I, I, I would love to believe that they could take the Sixers all the way, but after last night, that looked did not look very good. I, I don't understand. What is happening with Hassan Whiteside? He's so good. Like, why is there an issue there? He's so good. I think it's I think it's mental with him. You know, he has the the build and the skills, but is can he? Uh, yeah, can he elevate his mental game to be like an elite player in the NBA? Is the question. Whiteside can be a bit of a head case, it seems, and I think that's coming out here in the playoffs. I would say for me, the most intriguing thing now is the Cavs Pacers series because. The Cavs in that game looked just truly overmatched. And, I mean, it was LeBron versus the Pacers. And, I I mean, I honestly would not be surprised if the Pacers sweep them from what I saw today. Nothing showed me that the Cavs can beat them. It was a disaster, and it was in Cleveland. So, we've been talking about Cavs-Warriors finals, and that's really not looking too promising at this point. How'd you feel about seeing Oladipo take over and... Uh... You know, we talked about this in earlier podcasts. It is uh, it's truly remarkable the way Orlando Ma- former Orlando Magic players tend to come to life after they leave the uh, the program. I, I, do, I just don't understand what happens. Like, what? Why does the the switch flip when it's they like, leave? Because he he obviously he wasn't he wasn't half of of the player that he is now. I I don't think. I mean, like no. he couldn't shoot. We Abysmal three point shooter. Shoot. Yeah, it's just like they suddenly start enjoying basketball once they leave Orlando. Sad. He looks like he has like a killer instinct now. Like he was like licking his lips. Dare I say like, Mamba? <laughs> it's Mamba. He's a gamer. He is a gamer now. He can take over games. Basketball, I feel like is is like sixty percent confidence. If you can get yourself in the right system, they're all elite players out there. I think Oladipo just found himself in a great spot where he could be the number one guy, which actually he kind of was in in Orlando. But I don't know. Maybe he just feels more comfortable in the situation, and then that can just elevate your game. I think the one of the other worst things about it is that draft was horrid. It was a terrible draft, and we got we got what is now the best player by far from that draft, and we don't get to reap the benefits. Yeah, Magic haven't reaped the benefits from a draft since I was in diapers. Um. Okay. Well, what about uh? This, what about what's going on with the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard? The Spurs got blown out by Golden State in Game 1, and as everyone notices, Kawhi Leonard's not out there. What is the deal with that? The I, I cannot believe when, when they interviewed Greg Popovich, and he said they said, is Kawhi coming back? And he said, I don't know. Ask Kawhi and what his crew. that like I, I just imagine if that was going on between – 
Tyron Lou and LeBron James. And LeBron said, or, or Tyron Lou said, I don't know when LeBron's coming back. Ask his friends. I, I mean, that's, yeah. it's a disaster. I, <laughs> and like the Spurs are viewed as the first class organization, you know, in basketball. Popovich is viewed as like, you know, a Mount Rushmore coach. And like they, they're the Patriots of the NBA. And it is, they're falling apart. LaMarcus Aldridge wanted to be traded, he was horrible in game one. Yeah, and I mean now the all the talk about LaMarcus Aldridge getting so much better, but Kawhi Leonard's out. Like they only have he's the only guy now that can score the basketball for them. Of course his stats are growing up and now he's happy, but they're not they're not good anymore. And LaMarcus Aldridge is the type of guy that if if he, as long as he's doing good, it doesn't matter if the team's winning or losing. He's just happy that he's doing good and yeah, it's a mess. And Popovich, oh my gosh. I feel like that guy's he's just going downhill with some of his answers. I mean, they asked him they're like, all right, what do you need to do next against Golden State? And he's like, well, we, he's like, we need to grow a couple inches and get faster. And KD needs to not be as good. Like, all right, well, he's giving up on the series. So am I. Is Popovich the most intimidating person to interview in sports? Over Bill Belichick, I think. Tiger yeah, Woods? I think Popovich. He's his main goal is to make you look like an idiot. Bill Belichick yeah. just doesn't want to be there. But Popovich wants to be there and wants to make you look foolish. I mean, he would lock me up if I tried interviewing him. It'd be a disaster. I'd be sweating. And then I'd get just absolutely roasted on Twitter. But yeah, Luke, you have any thoughts on the Kawhi Leonard situation? Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be in San Antonio next year. Um, he's, he's he's a once-in-a-lifetime player. We've talked about this, Kurt. I I just think the, the days of the Tim Duncan, the... Um, the Tony Parker, the Manu, um, the Admiral, you know, submitting to kind of Popovich's ways and his demands are over. I think these players are a little more um, in control of themselves and they have people that, um, you know, want to dictate things for them as opposed to, you know, Pop being in charge of being this dictator. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone. It's kind of sad because I think the Spurs would, uh, you know, make, make it a series with Kawhi if he was playing, so... Okay, so after the uh, game ones are done now, let's do early finals predictions. We'll be doing this throughout the playoffs. Every time we come on, new finals predictions. But what do you got today? The, the East just seems like a mess now with, with the way that the Cavs look today, the way that they just got thoroughly dominated. The East is a mess. I, 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 guess, I guess it has to be Philly right now. It, like If I'm being, if I'm being logical, shocking. They've, they've won 17 in a row. I, I I didn't think that they were going to destroy the Heat like they did in Game 1. And I'm with Luke. I think that that series will – it seems like it should even out because the Heat had a great season. But it right now, I feel like it has to be Philadelphia. And, They're uh, doing this without Joel Embiid, too. I know. It, it is – Ben Simmons it is unbelievable. And, and And the West is obvious. Like, it it still has to be the Warriors. But – uh. I don't. I, I. I'm not convinced that when Steph comes back, he's going to be 100. percent I really don't. And KD looks like he wants no part in like taking over that team and and being like a leader. So I. I and Houston. I think Houston like demanded our respect. I don't think people are overlooking the Warriors. I just think Houston has demanded us uh, to give them more respect because of how great they were this season. I just hope Houston can keep that same energy because I'm expecting a. Ready Warriors team by the Western Conference Finals. I would love if Houston could win, but I hope you're right that KD's not going to step up and be the leader of the team because that would be great. Yeah, I do, I do think that 
the whole Warriors thing, the dynamic is interesting, how they seem to play a lot better with, with Steph playing and KD not playing, and they play worse with KD playing and Steph not playing. Um, as far as the finals prediction, um, I like the Sixers to come out of the East. I know they're pretty inexperienced, but they're just playing too well right now. They're super hot. Celtics don't have Kyrie. The Cavs aren't playing well, so I think I think you got to give them um, you got they're gonna have a shot at it um, definitely. How about this? I think this is interesting. That what do we say about the Raptors? Is that like they don't have experience in playing great playoff basketball? They they seem to come up short every year. And with Philadelphia, they have no experience, and they Joel Embiid is hurt. He's gonna be coming back off of a month without playing, but. It, it makes more sense to be like, well, Philly is the team to beat now. And that's just – that's crazy how that works. Because the Raptors are the one seed. They were fantastic. They were the best home team in the NBA this season. They they had the best home record, and they're going to have home floor. But I don't think people still take them seriously. Yeah, I think the Sixers, almost like the Warriors do in the West, create a lot of matchup issues um, for teams in the East, like the Raptors, who are guard-heavy. Um I think the Rockets having home court in the West is going to pay dividends for them. I think that's a really tough place to play, um, which is why I'm going to take them coming out of the West and beating the Warriors. I don't think Steph will ever get um, back to 100% in time for that series. Okay. Yep. I'm excited about I'm excited about that series. I like the the picks with Philadelphia coming out of the East. I mean, I I really going into this playoffs had no clue what was going to happen in the East, and these game ones have been pretty telling. Yeah. I mean, I feel with Golden State that. They really got a, a good draw with San Antonio, and it seems like they're going to cakewalk through that series and go into the second round being completely fresh and Steph Curry coming back. Ah, it's hard for me to pick against them, so I'll, I'll go Golden State, and uh, I'll jump on the board with you guys of Philadelphia. I like it. it so we're, we're both we're all saying that the Cavs aren't going to make it. Where, where do you see them losing? I mean, I know they're down 0-1 right now, but let's not you know get too worked up about that. They've been there before. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I really. I, I'm not saying they're going to get swept, but I, when I, what I saw today, and what I saw from, it's just when when teams come and play playoff basketball against the Cavs, it clearly shows that it is LeBron only out really on the court. And I mean, I, I think the Pacers are going to beat them. I think Cavs early exit. I'm going with it. J.R. Smith is so bad now. But LeBron only has made it to the finals before, so we'll see. And and, and at some point. That streak of making it to the finals, you can you can say the East has been bad all you want, but that is that is an incredible thing to consistently make the finals as many years in a row as he has. And it, the bottom line is is that it's going to end. It's going to come to an end eventually. Yeah. Okay. Well, we ran a quick poll. This is not NBA playoffs because we're talking about a team that yeah came nowhere close to the playoffs. But ran a poll about Frank Vogel that you guys voted in, and we asked. Uh, what was it? Was it the right move or? Yeah, I, I asked, did did Frank Vogel deserve to be fired? Did Frank Vogel deserve to be fired? What were the results? We had fifty six percent say no. Fifty six percent said no. He does not deserve to be fired. Um, quickly, guys, give me. We'll do it quick because the magic. Not many people care about the magic at this point of the year. But real quick, do you guys think did he deserve to be fired? Was it the right move? I just, I don't see how it. it Let's 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 compare like the the pedigree of our basketball team and our players. What have they accomplished versus what has Frank Vogel accomplished? It's not even it, this guy. He took Roy Hibbert and Paul George to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, at one point, 
we thought Roy Hibbert was, you know, one of the next solid big men in the NBA. And and he's he's terrible. He's had a terrible career apart from those, you know, few years that he had in Indiana. And that I don't honestly, I think this Pacers team is 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 more talented than that Paul George team was. And and that that team was the one seed in the East over the Heat. Um, they they made the conference finals. Like I said, I I think Frank Vogel's a great coach. the The only thing that was disappointing is is we did not play great defense, and that's that's new for a Frank Vogel team. And, and but I think that that just comes down to effort, right? Yeah. Oh wow, voice oh. crack, man. You think I'm 13 years old? Goodness. Um. Gosh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is he the fact that he is such a defensive-minded coach and that is what his teams pride themselves on. And it seemed pretty clear to me that the Magic were not buying into that system. I, I 100% blame it on the players, but you can't get rid of all the players. You can get rid of the coach. There is new management, and usually with new management comes new coaches. Uh, so, I mean, I really, I'm going to, I was so happy about that hire, and I'm going to, I hate seeing him go, but. The, the players weren't buying into the system. Yeah, I think obviously we're in full-on tank mode right now. Um, which the Magic are terrible at, by the way. Yeah, they we're not, we're not very good at which I was which I was going to get to is, you know, what I like about the Sixers, when they, what they've done is they've stuck with their head coach. Brett Brown has been there since 2013 when this whole tank thing started for them, and they've rode with them. The players have been there with them. They've been there through thick and thin, and they can rely on him. And I think that's paid off for them. I mean, we've been how many coaches have we had in the last five years? Five or six? Four hundred and two. <laughs> it seems like it, but yeah, I mean, I, I get that you want to. The new management would like to hire their own coach, but I don't know. I mean, um, what's what, what's so wrong about or wh- why would why do you have to fire someone just to hire an, another guy? I mean, like I, I don't know. I just think there's. If he's if he's a good coach, what what's the point in firing him just to hire another one? I, I was reading this week that I just had to check to make sure I had it right. We th- we're about to hire our twelfth coach since the Spurs hired Greg Popovich. I, I some consistency would be yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kurt, can you stick around for another segment? Getting a little NHL. I'll stick around. Cool, cool. Okay, so that's it for NBA playoff talk this week. We'll be back next week with more as the playoffs continue on, and um. Yeah, quick word from our sponsors, then we'll be back with a little NHL for you hockey lovers. This NHL segment's brought to you by the movie A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place, when you're not supposed to talk. But... All right, we're going to get into... Uh, dead. Dead. You make one noise, you're done in that movie. And someone snapped in the movie but didn't die, but we won't get into that. Um, Jimmy, some people haven't seen the movie. I so haven't let's keep seen the, the spoiler alerts. To, I, Kurt hasn't seen. Kurt is in the room and hasn't seen the movie. Spoiler alerts. Let's keep them at a minimum on the show. No one, no one wants to hear that. That doesn't give away anything. It's it's ruined for Jimmy, me. Jimmy, you're I done. I probably won't see it now. It's, it bothered me. It bothered me. It made no sense. Very good movie though. All right. So the NHL. This is new for a cup of Joe and Jimmy. We've never talked about the NHL. Um, that's why we bring in an expert. That's why we brought an expert, Kurt. Kurt knows about the NHL. We need that, or else we would just be rambling about absolute nonsense. And then can you guys finally get off our backs about it, all right? We're talking about it now. The season's almost over. This will honestly be the last time you ever hear about it. Well, you see, I'm a newfound uh, Tampa Bay Lightning fan because I ran a poll on Twitter 
about uh, what team should get my loyalty. And I think a couple uh, Lightning fan bases got a hold of it. Some Twitter accounts that had like 2,000 followers each. And so they retweeted it, and it just blew up. And so it ended up being like 96% Lightning is what they voted for me. So I'm, I'm no a Lightning fan. No one likes the Panthers. No one like I, That's what mm. I found out. I guess no one likes the Panthers. But they, they, they weren't terrible this they year, They almost right? made the playoffs. No, they're, they're not terrible at all, but yeah. no one likes them. It's just that South Florida fan base. They're, they're not the most loyal fans in many instances, um, unfortunately. All right. So the NHL, we got the playoffs going on right now. Kurt, who are your, th- what are your thoughts right now with teams that you think have the best chance to, to win it all, um, or just any other thoughts in the playoffs? Yeah, the uh, the Bolts have gotten off to a really good start. They, thankfully, we we lost to the Devils three times during the regular season, and so I I had a few concerns. I, I didn't know what to really expect. Our team is like, we get really conservative. Um, a lot of times, and, and we don't stay on the forefront. Um, but but we're up 2-0. We're in firm control of this series. Hopefully we can sweep them and get out of here. We we could use the rest. I know Stamkos is coming off another injury, and so we'll take all the rest we can get. Uh, and then out in the West, the Predators are the class of the league right now, honestly. They're, they're so good. The Wild are not looking very good right now. The Vegas is like that's that is an incredible sports story. Even if you're not a hockey fan, just the the shooting happened right before the season started. It's the inaugural season for the team, and at the end of the day, they have some good players. But you you guys know like the they're the original team that these players were on. They you can protect a certain amount of guys. So at the end of the day, their teams might have liked them and thought they were nice players. But not enough to uh, you know to keep to keep them from leaving, and so I, I think that it's just created like that team has a chip on their shoulder. The city has had like a chip on its shoulder, and they've been so emotional since like the shooting happened. And it, it's just a really cool story. They they've rallied around that team. They have an they have an incredibly strong fan base, and they're they're very good. They're the they're the second best team in the West. Awesome. So the NHL. <laughs> Stands for the National Hockey League, am I correct? Hang, hang on, Jimmy. Kurt just gave great insight into a sport we know nothing about and honestly uh, really just helped lift this show to a new level. And all you give is awesome. I mean, well, listen, I can't, I can't disagree with any of it, so I can only agree. Because what am I going to say? No, I think, I think you're wrong. And then what, what, what would he be wrong about? Cool, cool. Yeah. He could have awesome. just given us complete nonsense and none of us have any idea if he's wrong. I did know about the Vegas stuff, though. I'm, I'm thinking about being vulnerable here and actually trying to, like, give this a go. Yeah. This whole well, I got, I got a question that's been pressing on okay. me about hockey. What the heck is the offsides rule in hockey? Because I played the, the NHL video games, and it confuses me every time, and I always get called for it. What's offsides in hockey? When, when I played youth hockey, I struggled with this. So I, I couldn't grasp it at all. I, I used to get called for offsides every time. But basic so – uh, the offensive no one from the offensive team can enter the the offensive zone before the puck does. The puck has to enter the zone first. Then all of the offensive players are allowed to enter the zone. See what I'm saying? So like the the puck has to has to cross the line first. So the person with the puck has to get over the line. Yeah, yeah. His or or if you want, if you if you're dumping the puck in, as long as the puck is across the line before any of the players. Um, it's like, 
like if a, a player can enter the zone and if like the tip of their skate is still hasn't crossed the line all the way yet, then that that's that's allowed. But a player can't be fully into the zone before the puck is. Okay. I think I understood 60% of that. I think I didn't know like exactly how to explain it in the easiest way. No, I, you did good. You did good. Awesome, Kurt. Um, <laughs> all right, Luke, your time to be vulnerable. Whew. All right. I'm no Barry Melrose, but... Uh, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... So I don't want to... Well, I don't watch a lot of hockey, obviously, but from what I have watched um, this season, like Kurt said, it looks like the Lightning. Um, the Lightning are playing really well. Um, Predators, Vegas... Um, I thought the Penguins would uh, play a little better in their series. I think they're is there, are they tied one one right now. They they won earlier today five to one. So, so they're, they're up, up they're up two to okay. one. Okay. Um. Yeah. That that's just game two loss is a little disappointing. Um. I think the Preds and the Lightning are on a collision course. Um. To beat in the Stanley Cup Finals, I'd actually really like to see Vegas make it in there. Um. With that story, um. They got a really solid team. It is. Do you think the addition of um, Mike Fisher with the Preds is one of the reasons they're playing well? Yeah, he. I mean, so they they traded Shea Weber for PK Subban, and those are like the two premier defenders in the NHL. And it's it's hard to find a comparison. It's like they they trade they basically swapped star defensemen. It, they they just they haven't missed a step, and honestly, they've gotten better. I think it would. I think it the the locker room was starting to to be torn apart by it, but Mike Fisher's a great player. Um, Forsberg has come along really well, and then Pekarina is one of the best goalies in the league, especially in the playoffs. They they just they have a really good core. They have a great team. I've also noticed uh, the Boston Bruins are playing really well. Um, I, yeah, I think that's a team that can make a run. I know they might have to play the Lightning next, but um, from what I've seen, I think they're playing really well. Yeah, the Bruins got a lot better uh, at the trade deadline, and uh, yeah, they're 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 playing really good hockey. I, I despise the Bruins, so I, I would I would welcome meeting them in the next round and, and beating them, knocking them out. Well, this was good. This was good, guys. This was refreshing to talk hockey on a cup of Joe and Jimmy podcast. I'll end the hockey segment with a final question. Some that's intrigued me for a while with hockey. Does the regular season start? While the Stanley Cup Finals is still going on, I feel like there's zero off season when it comes to professional hockey. I feel like it's always on; it's always going. The the NHL season it, it basically mirrors the NBA season. There there's there is there's there are a lot of off season tournaments. I mean that's I don't there's a lot of international. It's it's almost like soccer. Like there's so many international tournaments now. There's the Olympics and they have like the World Cup now, World Cup of Hockey, and that's so. There, there's a lot of hockey on constantly. For some reason, I just feel like it's always the beginning of the NHL season. I, it's something that has just bewildered me for a while. I've, yeah, I've actually never seen a mid-season game. I either see the first game or it's the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, exactly. It's always the beginning or it's the playoffs. It, yeah, it intrigues me. Joe, do you think the Toronto Maple Syrups will make a run at it? Um, Toronto Maple Syrups, they looked good this year. They are still trying to get over the hump of their big brother, the Toronto Maple Leafs, but... Honestly, I really like what the Canadians are doing, eh? Kurt, serious question. Do you think Ovechkin will ever get a Stanley Cup? Uh, probably not. I don't think so. Unfortunately, I don't think so. If he works on the, the back slapstick, 360, 480, that would be good. All right. That's it for the NHL segment. Um, we're going to move on to a discussion about spring football. 
the most interesting but unimportant aspect of college football. But before that, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. This next segment is brought to you by Spring Football Game. I have a terrible sunburn, and I just watched Orange beat White 17-0. Yay. Spring Football Game. Okay, um, so before we get into that, I just want to thank Kurt Kramer for coming on the show and enlightening us with his knowledge. Yes, a little clap. Really good to hear from a guy who knows his sports and especially uh, NHL. I mean, saved us there. We we were going to be hopeless. I felt like I was rambling a little bit there, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah, and Jimmy, uh, you mocked him a little bit. I did not mock him. I just don't know. I know. I'm just kidding. Giving you a hard time. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and we even got Kurt to break a sweat in here. Um, so yes, we're Kurt not kidding understands. about this room. It's a hot box. Okay. I'm in, I'm in jeans and boots right now, too. Yeah. Terrible choice of clothing. Yeah, I don't know why I'm still wearing I'm still in my dirty golf clothes. I, I reek. Luke's naked over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's an image. <laughs> I mean, it, it smells like a possum just died in my toilet. And then I swam in it. And then what drank it, it. What did it die from? Why would it smell? It died you, from my own stench. Why would it smell if you drank it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, spring football, uh, guys. It's the hype is not real. All right, it's one quick game. It's a little scrimmage, and it's just it gets you. Uh, you get all excited for one moment. And you're like, oh wait, now we have to wait three and a half months for normal football to begin. But Luke, I ask you as someone who played for UCF and has experienced a spring and, and Auburn. I, you know, I haven't even mentioned that on the show that Luke started at Auburn and played there, but uh, someone that's experienced spring games before, what are you actually looking for from a team in a spring game? Like what are things that are actually important that we're watching out there? Well, it's, it's a glorified practice. Um, in the spring, you work on a lot of drill work. Um, you only get 15 practices, um, three a week for five weeks. Um, but I mean, coaches are not going to show you a whole lot. They're and they got play sheet of about five to ten plays. So that is true. I, I I hear that from people, but the coaches do hide a lot of their playbook in the spring game. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's well known that you know coaches are paranoid about you know their their stuff getting out somehow, and so they're not going to show it to you know the whole world for a little practice in the spring. Um, I don't see there's any point in that. But yeah, I mean, there, it's. It's really what you're looking for. I mean, if, as a fan, I guess you're looking at early enrollees, see how freshmen see, um, you know, if they, if they're able to, if, if you, there's a chance they'll play right away, um, see if they've um, learned plays throughout the spring, how they fit into a system. Um, other guys, uh, winter and spring is a time to build muscle and get faster. So that's another thing you're looking for, like upperclassmen to see how they've grown and how they've gotten better. But other than that, there's not really much to um, look at. I mean, it's fun to attend the game and just kind of enjoy football for a weekend. Yeah. Is it fun? Is it really fun to attend those games? <laughs> I went to uh, yeah, we went to we went to Luke's last year. That was fun. Luke, Luke recovered a fumble. Luke's was fun. It was good weather and it was just yeah, good atmosphere. Luke yeah, recovered a fumble. That was awesome. I went to Clemson's last year and uh, I got a third degree burn. Fell asleep up in the they top treat bleachers. That like a big game though. That gets oh, sold 50, out. Oh, fifty thousand. Yeah. Or that's not quite sold out. But that's a lot. Yeah, it's not sold out, but I mean fifty thousand people. That's a ton. Yeah. Um 
the but rest. Yeah. Nebraska sold out their game of this year. There's about 90,000 people. Incredible. I mean, what else are you going to do there? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just pick corn. Goodness. <laughs> but yeah, uh, our very own Garrett Williams, who was on the show last week, had his spring game. And one of the guys we talked about, Trevor Lawrence, and Garrett mentioned to us that he throws the best ball on the team and just has a rocket of an arm, and he uh, he showed that off in the spring game. So, yeah, um, that I mean, that runs into the point, though, with spring games. It's like if your offense performs really well, is that because your offense is very good or is that because your defense isn't good? True. And so you run into that, and I think people make quick judgments off that, like, wow, our offense looks great this year. I'll just completely forget about the defense. Or – let's say like a quarterback doesn't play well, they'll make all their judgments off that quarterback, even though, I mean, that quarterback's getting thrown into only a few series um, against different defenses. Just They're just trying new things out there. Like you said, it's glorified practice. You're going to be testing some stuff out there. And so people like to make such quick judgments off these spring games. It's I think everyone's just dying to see some college football because they've been away from it for a couple months. Um, yeah, so they make quick judgments when it's not really needed. Yeah, and Luke, I'm not sure if you mentioned this or not, but there's also a lot of there's players that still aren't even on campus yet, and so you're seeing guys that will be coming in in the fall that could be playmakers from the start that you don't even get to see in the spring game. So you're not even really getting a full taste of what the team is going to look like. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't get too caught up in your offense's execution during the spring. I mean, we talked. I mean, I talked about how minimal the playbook. Um, the play calling is in the spring game more so just technique guys bodies how they've how they've grown um defense is always ahead right yeah the the, the defense is going to always play really well they're, i mean their job is to fly the football and um that's versus the offense where they're trying to actually learn a system um they're doing a bunch of install in the spring they're learning more new plays for the upcoming season um also it's a chance for some walk-ons to play in a big stadium in front of a lot of fans which they really don't get to do during the fall yeah, or they're playing in front of 500 people, depending on where you go to school. I saw that Rutgers spring game, their final score was 132 to 132. Last play, The last score of the game was a really cool moment where uh, there was a, a Rutgers fan, a little boy that had autism that they gave the ball, let him run for 98 yards. It broke the, record, broke the Rutgers' longest rushing touchdown record. Uh, so that was really cool to see. Um, but yeah, this, so, I mean, the, the way these scores even work, it's like, oh, tip pass on the D lineman, five points to Gryffindor. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the scoring makes zero yeah. sense. Yeah. Zero sense. It's all, it's all up to the coaches. Yeah. I think uh, some fan caught a pass from Felipe Franks yesterday in the Florida game. I, I guess he gets stats for that. On was the that his? Oh, and I'm sure UF fans are raving over yeah. Franks. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a quarterback. Was that his only uh, completion of the game? He threw it to a fan. I mean, that's like Rucker saying they got a running back now. Well, UF is desperate for a quarterback. Yeah. Ever right. since uh, Will Greer juiced up, they've, <laughs> they've, they've needed a quarterback. What? It's like they've needed one before that. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah, but Will Greer was going to be the answer. But he cheated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's our spring football recap. I mean, it, it was fun while it lasted. You know, football was back for a – It's a tease. A, bla- yeah, a real tease. Um, it's gone to September. Go- oh, I'd say August. Is when fall practice starts, and that you can start getting excited. Starts in July now, actually, late July. Really, that's something to get excited about. Wow! All right, in the summer. So this summer we've got football. So, um, yeah, that's it for that, uh, guys. That's it for sports content. We're gonna hit you with a little quick uh, segment to end it. A little new thing for you guys, but pff, huh, I don't know. We're done. We're not done. He's done. Around.
This final segment is brought to you by our listeners in Romania. We have no clue who you are, and I hope your dragon is doing well. Listener in Romania. Okay, guys, the final segment is here, and it is called You're Done. The way this segment works is we will be calling three people, and our goal for these phone calls is to lock them up with, I'm going to, you know, you guys know the happens to what question. That might come up. Uh, just some odd questions, and... And Joe, don't forget, these are three completely random people. They have no idea we're about to call them. Yeah, we're hoping to get them to start start babbling a little bit. I got and, a feeling this is going to be a fan favorite. Yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So, um, yeah, this is the You're Done segment. All right, we're going to get our first guest on here, Trenton Fiscus. We're going to give him a call, and uh, we're going to try to lock him up. Trenton, you're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. Go ahead. Hello, guys. How are we? Good, good. Um, so when you are watching the Kentucky Derby, happened Happens happened where? What, I'm guessing. No, 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 no. Happened where? Uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Got him. Locked up. <laughs> All, All right. right. Call someone else. We need we need another call. Okay. Uh, yeah. Phone call number two. We're gonna go ahead and call sports trivia favorite Mackenzie McNeil. Let's get her on the line, Jimmy. Hi. Hi, Mackenzie. You're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. Go ahead. Oh hell! What? You're done. No, no. Wait. See ya, wait. Mackenzie. When you are watching the playoffs, happens to uh, where did they go? They went, uh, they went. You're done! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so easy. I mean, from the first question, she was like. <laughs> All right, we're going to get our final caller on here, Allison McDonald. Let's see if we can go three for three. Lock her up. Here we go. Hello. Allison, you're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. Go ahead. Allison, when gorgeous? when you're teaching, uh, when you're teaching happens happen to what? <laughs> uh, happens I, to what? Yes, um, it can be a challenge. You're done. You're done. <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is fun. So we're gonna do a couple more here. Um, let's get Chase Kramer on it. Chase, I like that. Kurt's brother. All right, we're gonna get Chase on the line here. Chase, you're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. Go ahead. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, Chase. Honestly, when like when you're when you're playing in the spring game, uh, like really, what was going through your mind when when they went ahead and did the thing? When they did the thing, Chase, I gotta say, you're done. You're, you're done. done. <laughs> yes. When, when they did the thing. <laughs> okay, for our final call, we are going to have a previous guest, Foster Griffin, his girlfriend, Gabby Sims. Jimmy, let's get her on the line. Let's lock one more up here. Five for five. Hello? Hi, Gabby. You're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. Go ahead. Oh. Gabby. Hi, good. Hi everybody. Hello. Gabby, when you happy are watching... Monday. Yes, happy Monday. When you are watching Foster Pitch, uh, where? Where is it? Where do I watch? 
Okay, guys, that's our show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the sports content. Hope you enjoyed what burned our biscuits. And I really hope you enjoyed that last segment because, boy, did we. Um, and, yep, Kurt, thanks for coming in. It was fun having you in the studio. You guys can't hear him. He's actually saying you're welcome right now. But, no, he's actually just giving me two thumbs up. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the thing we always do, the follow thing? Jimmy, you do it. I don't want to do it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at a cup of J&J. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Tool, uh, Stitcher. And I think that's it. Are we yeah. on Bumble? Is that a dating app? <laughs> <laughs> We're not Bumble yet. Yeah. That's that's the future. Okay. That's the show. That's what we're about. We're a cup of Joe and Jimmy. We're Enjoy. done. We're done. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Woo!